0: A drifter cowboy comes into town looking for a famous killer and must fight through nine of the killer's best bodyguards with the aid of a samurai in a highly stylized world. We watch the 2010 action thriller Bunraku on this week's episode of Bottom of the Barrel. internet dwellers and welcome to another episode of bottom of the barrel that took forever for us to start that the show where we find lesser known but amazing films on netflix and hulu and review them for your enjoyment i am your host jeff bell and welcome to the show yay, yay! every
1: week <laughs> that's the plan I mean, every week it just to piss you off
0: i know you are every week fun. dead silence all right so let's go on <laughs> thanks <laughs>
1: I wonder if there's like a effect <laughs> of a chirp. Let's see here.
0: Like a cricket sound?
1: Yeah. Go ahead and yeah, try I to figure it out. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. TC probably should do after one. Effects. No, there you go. Yeah. yeah TC. TC's
0: just doing it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who needs After Effects?
0: We just need TC on every episode so we can do the, <laughs> vo- the sound effects.
2: I think his other podcast would get angry at us. <laughs> well, I, let's... I don't have my slide whistle with me, so...
0: Oh, so you can do, it's like, radio sound effects. Okay, let me introduce everybody, and then we can start talking about the movie. So, all right, my co-host, the man who needs no introduction except this one that I'm giving him right now, Dan Casey. Hello,
1: Dan. Hey, Jeffrey. Hey, welcome to the show again. Oh, it's... I'm here. It's, you are. It's... here again, and we watched yet another movie, and <laughs> we're probably going to talk about it.
0: It's kind of the concept of the show.
1: In general, that's what we do.
0: In general, that's what the show is about. And then we get onto weird tangents where we talk about the spin off television show. <laughs> yes. Which is gonna be awesome. <laughs> Which is gonna be awesome. That was last week's episode. <laughs> and our guest this week, who you've already heard talking, and by the way, he does a mean cricket. Sir. Like a good cricket, not like yeah. a like an angry <laughs> cricket. Apparently, I just need to put that, just record that and throw that into the show at some point. Just use it as my sound bank for Midnight Sleuth. Uh, he is writer and director of the upcoming puppet featured length film. Is it okay if I plug that? Yeah, go right okay, ahead. Okay, cool. Plug that. <laughs> Somebody asked her. The Princess Knight and co-host of the popular podcast, The Rewatchmen on iTunes and FirmamentFilms.com. DC Duet. Hello, TC.
2: Hello. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, and I, I hope you have me on again sometime. So All right,
3: good, right. Night you next next good night, guys. And that was it. Good night, everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we should do
2: that nope. one of these weeks. We should
0: just do like a two-minute episode and just end it. Be like, but, that was a good
2: movie. Bye. But not in the the recording and just has nothing but dead air because people see the timestamp. Like, That's only a two minute episode,
0: right? But if exactly. it's still
2: an hour and a half episode. We should and just cut and it. Is and this then really like dead silence for an hour and a half?
0: And then How randomly, yeah. Yeah. and just randomly in the middle of it, like whisper something very quietly. So they just like, still listening. You know, I got that on lockdown, <laughs> <laughs> too.
1: Thank you for listening to NPR it's this weekend. We're going to be Dan <laughs> in his NPR voice retrospective. <laughs>
2: yeah um, uh, think of my band's playing down at the uh, coffee grinder um and i appreciate you having me on and, um you know check out my i yeah, got the myspace uh, music uh, you can check me out on there and... all
0: right all right well welcome to this like early 90s show or sorry early 2000s podcast and what? all right so
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyways oh man so the this student week union <laughs> is gonna be having a lip sync contest <laughs> and, uh,
2: is no, that is yeah, that like the air guitar contest? Was, yeah, like,
1: except there's no fake instruments. There's just right, like well, singing.
2: Oh, it's, as long as the grand prize is pizza from the, from the grill at the Union, I'm down. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jeff, just gonna you've look, lo- Jeff, you've lost control of the show.
0: I, I, I've, 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 I lost <laughs> control on the first episode, and I just let it keep going, spiraling out of control after that.
1: We so. <laughs> were doing good up until the Far Cry episode, and we came up with... Um, <laughs> Shoot, the food guy. What oh, was
0: it? Oh, it was, the, uh, it was just the... Uh, I was. What, weren't we going to call it I'm the food
1: guy? I'm the food... Or no, food yeah, guys. I'm,
0: food guys. It was food, food guys, yeah. cuz Both of
1: them. Oh, or, my they goodness. would trick out their food van like the A-team every episode. <laughs> yep. The <problem.
0: laughs> they would sell poutine because they're both obviously from Canada, though they were supposed to be in a Caribbean-type location, so... <laughs> Well, enough of talking about last week's movie. Let us walk. Uh, watch, let us talk. It. We did already watch it. Let's talk about this week's movie. We watched the 2010 action thriller. That no one's heard of. That no one's heard of, <laughs> but was actually a pretty good movie. Uh, Bunraku. Bunraku is
2: the Bun, pronunciation. Bun Bun, okay, I wondered about it. Bunraki. Yeah. Bun Bun. I, I kept
1: not, calling. Oh, no, That sounds like a porn. Yeah, Poon-raki. Poon-raki.
3: Poon-raki,
2: bukkake. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> oh, Jen,
3: no, TC, come on. Hey, don't yell
2: at oh, don't, me. Don't, don't Google that. Do not
3: Google We made it. We <laughs> made it through hate. two
1: <laughs> hours yesterday without anyone mentioning Bukaki. Yes, it's true. Didn't realize that was you wrong, did it bad. in like Four minutes. Four There's
2: minutes. a cosmic consciousness thing because I haven't even uttered the word bukkake in at least 24 hours. So <laughs> right. I must have sensed it from you. So. <laughs> 24 Stop hours. Stop falling
1: huh? asleep to it. You know, <laughs> if that's not like
2: you're Sweet, like, sweet yeah. sound of bukkake. <laughs> Bunraki. Bun- oh. Bunraki. But it?
0: it's 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 bunraku. Bunraku. Okay. Yes, according to the Webster's uh, online dictionary, where you can type in a word and it will actually pronounce the word for you. The, the voice pronounced it as bunraku.
1: Bunraku. Oh, well, yes. that means that's exactly the right. <laughs> By the way,
0: our other special guest <laughs> would be Stephen Hawking. In case you guys were curious. <laughs> bun-ra-ku.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs>
0: Maybe I should have just introduced you as Stephen Hawking instead. <laughs> <laughs> and special guest star Stephen Hawking all oh, this episode would be great. So would have been
1: quite a get.
3: Yeah,
0: the it
1: Infinity and Beyond. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Entire episode would have just been completely just thrown out the window, but we would so still boon, release boon boon it. Rocky. <laughs> boon Rocky. Boon Rocky Raku. is a. Boon Boonraku. It's actually, I think it's, I think it's, it's Bun. B u n. Bun on Rocky. Mm-hmm. Ra, like the sun god. Ra, okay. And then ku, as coo. in like, you know, cuckoo, Kaju maybe. <laughs> right. It's,
2: it's just so, like so actually it's... incorrect because it was goo goo But oh, I, I see where you're going there. You know,
0: I, I was you're... close. I didn't say I was a Beatles expert. <laughs> right, right. So, so yeah.
2: Bun, so Bunraku. Bun Bunraku.
0: <laughs> bun <Raku. laughs> Which, for those of you who are curious as to what the hell the title means, Dan, did you actually look that up or no? All right, so I'll talk what about knows.
2: it. No, I didn't. Bun- <laughs> Bunraku. Bunraku yes. is a four a hundredth or fourth century Japanese puppetry using four foot tall puppets, and uh, the actors uh, working the puppets wearing all black on stage. They're not trying to hide, um, and they tell classical fairy tales and morality tales using. Um, the puppetry, the four foot, e.
1: the totally badass opening. Yes,
2: yes. which would
0: break us into the the amazingly well done opening, kind of like story, like like catch you up to speed story summary that this film did.
2: Yes, that the, the prologue wow. it was
0: brilliant. Like it, it mixed like it starts cause it starts off with like those puppets. Mm-hmm. Like in the very first, like first couple of shots, it's those puppets, and then it moves into obviously like stylized like CG, but mm-hmm. it still tries to look like a paper craft or like like paper cutout puppets and stuff. Like it's so so brilliantly done.
2: Yeah, the, the art direction on that was insane. Because I didn't know anything about this movie, I just looked up, saw it was on Netflix. Was like Demi Moore still makes movies? And <laughs> I hit play, and that opening sequence was. Was great. Uh, one of my favorite sequences from the Deathly Hallows, the Harry Potter films, was the story of the Deathly Hallows that Hermione reads, and it goes this almost animated, dermal esque
1: Oh yes, story,
2: right? Yes, and it was, yes, it was. It was that. To the next level, like totally. the opening to Bun-, Bun Raku.
0: And that wasn't the only time, it's not the only time in this entire movie where you see it, because they tend to do very heavily stylized uh, transitions between sequences. Yes. Like between yes. scenes and locations, where it's like the camera's flying over, and the, the buildings are, are not assembling, like they're not being built, but they're like popping up, like it's a yeah. pop-up book. Yes. Basically. Yeah, the whole is, movie.
1: Just the just, art direction in the whole movie is gorgeous. It's just everything about it works so well together and it's beautiful. I just uh.
2: I, the I was watching it and, and Candice, my girlfriend, asked me, like, what are you watching? And I, I was like, Bun, oh, sh- Bunraku? <laughs> Bunraki? I don't know. And I, I was watching
1: Bukkake. What? You <laughs> we were what? watching Buk-
2: oh, <laughs> <laughs> But I said, it's, it's uh, Sin City meets Kung Fu Hustle if it was directed by Baz Luhrmann.
0: <laughs> oh, that is a very good representation of what this movie actually is.
2: Yeah, oh, but Kung
1: Fu Hustle is hilarious. <laughs> this movie is not cur- so much funny.
2: The cartoonish <laughs> nature of Kung Fu Hustle okay, and the yeah. and the noir elements of of Sin City and then the list elements and put that in the hands of such a artistic visionary. I don't know if I would call him a visionary, but an art director director. Like, whoever the hell directed this movie. <laughs> Which,
0: actually, I think I was looking that up. And I think the guy who did direct it was, or, like, one of the people that were heavily involved in it. Mm-hmm. It's not the director. It might have been one of the writers or one of the producers is a, was, like, a set director,
2: Director, I do believe. Or... It doesn't surprise me. Because if, if there's anything to watch this movie for, it is the art direction. Yes. Well, and oh, wow.
0: We usually, we usually, when, we, when, when Dan and I watch these movies, we watch them together not in the same place but we kind of try to sync our copies of last,
1: it we don't need to talk about that again <laughs> that's
0: right that's right we talk about that every time <laughs> that was last week. So, <laughs> so when we watch it like we always record it and the first like 10 minutes of this movie was pretty much silent because i just kept i was just engrossed in actually watching <laughs> the movie like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like this is actually a good This looks pretty like i like this movie it's really pretty now on IUDB to be the film the film's got a six out of ten for the rating uh, right. The metascore for it is actually crazy low. It's a twenty-eight out of a hundred. Now, from doing Top Shelf, the other podcast that I do, which you can find on iTunes and the Ghost Hot Network. <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to plug my own show. Apparently, it's like,
1: like eight different podcasts. So.
0: <laughs> We're just gonna go through a ten-minute block. Just plug everything yeah. we can think of. Um, no, we. Uh, uh, the metascore is actually it's a it's a grouping rating. It's a group rating based upon. Uh, the actual rating's done of the film it 's kind of like the average score, so yeah. whether it 's like a four out of five or like a like a you know like a nine out of ten or it 's out of a hundred, they kind of take those and they average them all together, and that 's the meta score now a twenty eight out of a hundred basically means this movie got terrible reviews, like <laughs> everybody who watched it gave it a bad review
2: that no that doesn 't surprise me
0: no, and the thing is is and again that 's the point of this podcast is to find these types of movies that. The critics may have hated but again it hit a 6 out of 10 which is not a bad rating.
2: This is you know? not a movie for an American audience. No. The general going American audience does yeah. not shock me that this was released wide in America because it would have it would have flopped and this metasaurus says it all. Yeah. Because it's so not American style it is so feels European it feels Japanese it's foreign and it's yeah. so odd in its presentation that like <laughs> I don't have many friends, friends, friends who love, you know, Avatar <laughs> would right. keep, yeah. keep this movie yeah. because well, because it's just not what the American audience is used to seeing,
0: which is sad because it's a good movie. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, there are some parts of it. Like, Dan, I think you made a comment. Some parts are a little like there was a couple slower parts that probably weren't necessary.
1: Yeah, they probably could have cut some of But it's it's still so good that you don't care as much. It's, it depends, right? It's the, just like TC saying it is it's it's not to belittle. <laughs> what they love to call the flyover states, but yeah, it you would never <laughs> play well in the
2: theater. I don't uh, know, I've like, Iowa. That. Some from Iowa isn't rushing out to see this, movie. <laughs> it's except the weird. one odd little kid who will move away when he's eighteen.
0: Who will move out to like New York or California or yes. somewhere else, and will would make movies like this or would <laughs> yeah. kill to make a movie like this. Basically, or at
1: least interested in the artistic elements that film can have. Because most yes. people just go with movies as yeah, it's an awesome movie like Avengers or something, right? Yeah. Which I thought was. <laughs> right. And <laughs> like, this yeah, one has care. actually has like some stylistic elements to it. It's trying to be an art form rather than just mm-hmm. oh, look at me. I made a million dollars again, <laughs>
0: which in this movie, this movie had a 25 million dollar budget. Right. Which is a lot, but at the same time, not a lot considering for like for the amount of special effects. Like they filmed everything on a sound stage, which I know we'll talk about that, too. Like it's a very distinct, distinct look. Yeah. Uh, to it that has that, that it's, they're not trying to fake the fact that they're, you know, they're not saying, oh, no, this this street scene, no, we're outside. This is, this is supposed to be real. Like, no, no, you, they,
2: they are saying, this is a set. Yes. Isn't it, isn't it nice? Let's tell the story in the set.
0: Yep. And it's almost, the set itself is almost along the lines, and I made a note of it, that it's like the opening sequence feels like a Broadway show. Yeah. Because of like the way that the bad guys all came in and the way that they were kind of. They were fighting to the music almost yep, and like that, it-
2: that's why compared to Kung Fu Hustle. That opening sequence of Kung Fu Hustle is the same yep. way with the axe gang taking out the, the barber right at the beginning of that movie is very Broadway. It's very here's the show, folks.
1: Right. Which is an underrated movie in reality, Kung Fu Hustle. I've always thought that one was pretty good. Oh, it's funny, oh. it's got great elements
2: to it. I mean you had to read when you watched it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Terrible. so you're talking
3: to, you, you, you had to read, right? That's <laughs> what You had just to said? read. Okay, yeah, so but speaking I mean, of, speaking of reading, that first let's talk, let's, okay, right. oh my god,
0: there's so much stuff I want Cause to talk about. Because the musical
1: about. thing actually has a point, because the guy actually talks about it, the director talks about it, so he wanted to have that musical feel to it, because he liked the style or whatever. And all the fight scenes are supposed to be the songs that you wouldn't mm-hmm. sing. Oh,
0: it's so beautiful. But they're like, there's no lyrics, right? Wasn't that right. what you were saying? Like, it's, it was it's all, yeah. Like, there, there should be, like, it was a piece of music that, in theory, like, you, would, you could expect there to be, like, a lyrics to it, but instead right. their fighting is technically the lyrics to the right. song.
1: Which makes me wonder if that might be one of the reasons that this got a worse metal score, is that people went into it. I mean, you look at the poster, it's, you know, the... Uh Samurai dude firing a bow off the back of a microphone, everyone's holding bats and swords and shit. It's like, oh, that's like an action movie, but it's really not an action movie. Yeah, there's action parts to it, but
2: Yeah, the the fights themselves aren't all that impressive. There's there's much better fight scenes out there. If you're going into this movie to see some kick ass kung fu, you're you're not gonna get that. The fight scenes are impressive in their way, but saying that they're the they're the lyrics to the music of the of the production right? kind of, that makes a lot of sense to me hearing you say that because it's, it, it isn't so impressive in that it's, wow, what a badass fight scene. It's impressive in that the, the fight is motivated by the characters in the fights. Right. And it's their exchange of dialogue through their actions. Instead of exchange through words, it's exchanged through punches and each one, each fighting style feels like a distinct voice of a singer or a fighter
0: right there's nobody in this movie that seems to kind of fight the same way as the other one does because they all kind of have their own little their own little like props or, or or weapons that they would use the only time there's ever anybody that's remote like there's ever somebody who's the same is near the end of the movie when they're when they're going through the place trying to get to the bad guy yeah and the samurai and then the drifter both walk into rooms where there's Basically, a copy of them in that yeah. room. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> to which case, Dan and I were commenting that I actually I, I asked one if, if uh, in the Drifters' room because you know he looked like the same height as as uh, as Josh Harnett and like kind of had the same hair. I was like, I wonder if that's the stunt double. <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
2: Another guy, just get the stunt double.
0: On him. And then <laughs> Dan questioned. <laughs> Dan questioned, like, okay, so what happens if Josh Hartnett needed a stunt double in that sequence? Who did they get then? At that point, is it it's the stunt
3: double for
1: the stunt double of Josh Hartnett? So it's Josh Hartnett's stunt double. But since the stunt double of Josh Hartnett has to look a little bit like Josh Harnett, mm-hmm. right? So that guy has to look like Josh Hartnett. But the stunt double for the guy who looks like Josh Hartnett has to look more like the stunt double for Josh Hartnett than Josh Hartnett. So really,
0: the stunt double the stunt double doesn't look anything like Josh Hartnett. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just makes your head hurt. Yes, my mind.
0: we're not that are not that far <laughs> into the episode either.
2: <laughs>
0: but it's so it like that. That was the only time that there was ever somebody that had a similar se- like fighting, and that sequence was very short. Like you didn't like there wasn't a big long drawn out fight sequence. It kind of happened, and then they cut away, and then it was kind of done type thing. So yeah,
2: they were they blown through it at that point.
0: Right. So <clears throat> uh, let me let me go back real quick. This movie had a twenty five million dollar budget. Considering, Are you eating?
2: Sorry, I'm eating M&M's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
2: his I'll movie be, snack. It's fine. I'll be, I'll be quiet. No,
0: no, 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 no. It's fine. Some, Go uh, ahead. I just wanted to make sure that's what I was hearing.
2: <laughs> it's his how movie I, snack. How I, how I fart. It's, it's actually how I fart. I'm pretty embarrassed about it's, it. Kinda, it's but really but weird. You weird like, it up, I just, <laughs> it's a really
1: weird medical condition. <laughs> it sounds just <laughs> like M&M's. This film had a $25 million.
0: So this So okay, so when you watch this movie, think in mind this film had a twenty-five million dollar budget. Now this movie is only about two and or it's about three years old. Yeah. Now Sin City had I want to say a forty-five million dollar budget. Quite a bit more. Quite a bit more, double the amount. But it it seemed to me watching this movie there there's a fair amount of visual effects that get done, which I'm I'm really surprised that it only had a twenty-five million dollar budget, considering Mm -hmm. like they said they filmed a lot of green screen for this Mm -hmm. movie. You know, and like obviously when they get up to the the bad guy's lair, like the sequence he's cutting wood outside, obviously that's all green screen behind him. Like most of the time when it's not in uh, like an enclosed room and there's some big open space, that's a green screen behind him. But not to the extent that Sin City did where basically every sequence was green screen except for a couple props.
2: But, well, it must, have, it must have been a matter of of the passion to make it and right. the passion to get it right and to not make it any more complicated than it needed to be. The simplicity of the sets, mm-hmm. the simplicity of the design of this movie uh, is is speaks leaps and bounds of how much they wanted to make this movie. Right. You see the TLC that was put into the set itself, the the design. And it's it's it is surprising that a $25 million movie but that shows how bloated the Hollywood budgets of, of big movies, we said Avengers before, just to throw out a name, right? Uh, are like, what are you spending all that money on, for crying out loud? But, yeah, when you can make something like District 9 for $70 million? why does Avatar cost a billion dollars to make? right. right. What, what was I that mean, movie that person
1: did with After Effects uh, three years ago, was it? Monsters or whatever?
2: oh
0: yeah uh yeah the, yeah the
1: super indie one it was literally two people and they made a whole feature just using after effects and they created all the own... <laughs> that's amazing it's but it's like you know that's like a 200 hundred dollar budget or whatever after effects cost nowadays you know <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> well you got to get the cloud suite now so it's going to cost you 70 bucks a month but or yeah. a year but whatever but no I mean, that's a that's a very good point tc because i mean i mean the the, the actors in the movie they're not like They're not like D-role actors. I mean, you got Josh Josh Harnett, Demi, Demi Moore, you got Woody Harrelson, Ron mm-hmm. Perlman. I mean, you have, and then Kevin McKidd. Those those guys, they're in a lot of stuff nowadays. They're not, you know, they're not, you know, Robert Downey Jr., you know, no. like that level. But
2: they're, they're still... Not, they're not B-list, yeah.
0: No, but they're still at least B-list in my book. You know, they do good work you know right. and, yeah. and like you would think that 20 million dollars would have went to their salaries let alone <laughs> all the other people but yeah. I you're you're right you're definitely right that that they it, this, this to see a movie like this that's 25 million dollars and it still looks really really good and it was a fun what hour and 45 minutes yeah or so uh, yeah, yeah. That, it's, it's
2: so think about about,
0: hour yeah about an hour 45 or hour 50 it it it, obviously they did they had a passion they wanted to make a good movie and they made a good movie and they kept the budget down and it like that no point was the visual effects ever to me personally distracting
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know there was a couple there was a there's like one or two shots where i could tell that they like digitally added the blood
2: right like spraying like, um,
0: but it wasn't the head, like
2: the head getting cut off at the like pretty early on in the movie
0: oh yes but it wasn't like three hundred where you could tell it's all digital blood. blood. And yeah, it's it was it was very tastefully done. Now it's rated R for violence, for uh, for I think strong, uh, for bloody violence and language. So, but I, it really like yeah okay. So they chop a couple people's fingers off, and yeah, they get stabbed in the eye. So I can I can understand that, but it, I it, it never stuck out as like a violent like a ridiculously violent film or a, a CG
1: heavy movie to me it was oh. just fun to watch it seems like they did a lot of practical stuff when they're doing things I mean like oh, yeah, and nowadays you would see like the the whole uh, axe in the shoulder thing mm-hmm. you'd have like some ridiculous blood spray that's all CG done but you can tell that it's like they didn't even do much blood spray they're like eh they
2: there's, a a, there's, arm, a great, <laughs> there's a great practical effect when Uh, I think it was killer number twos on the phone and the wall behind him is white and then the light changes behind the wall and it's a scrim to the other location where, was it Ron Perlman was on the other line, but it's a phone Uh, conversation where instead of cutting between the two locations, they literally had the two locations at the same place and separated by that wall and that light change. What a neat, stylistic, practical effect that was effective.
0: And I would have never, ever thought about doing something like that. Like that, I, I don't think I've ever seen that done in that way before yep. in a movie. You know, I've seen it done where it's been CG'd in or, you know, like, like they'll fake that the person's like kind of in that same location. <laughs> but I, like that, obviously, like you said, that was practical. That was done <laughs> on set. And I mean, and how many
1: we, hours of render they save just doing it there? Yeah. Oh, just yeah. So just the render done. time for it would be a couple <laughs> days, right? Right. And
0: well, the, a- the beauty thing about it is that there's even a moment where those two characters are talking to each other, and they're practically looking Looking at each other
2: other, yes
0: (laughs) but you still like you don't go oh well they're obviously looking at each other you have that moment where it's like they're talking and it's just you know you know the one guy i believe he's just looking at the wall talking not you know but you kind of still get that intimidation just over the phone without ever thinking that oh well they're you know, really looking at each other. It worked. It worked really, really well. I completely forgot about that sequence. Be, I did not make pra- a note about that.
2: The practical effect like that scene and when Josh Burnett goes into he's fighting floor to floor and he goes down the stairs and he <laughs> yes. fights the cops and he goes <sighs> down the stairs and he fights the cops. All done in one shot, all done in one set. It was so uh, Michel Gondry, who does uh Internal Sunshine, of The Spotless Mind, he did yeah. Be Kind Rewind, he does a lot of music videos for the white stripes, he's like a master of practical almost goofy effects that when you see them executed it's just like wow that was so silly but amazing yes and and it It, was a a couple shots in the movie that really made me go that that whole
1: sequence that
2: the fight scene at
1: the jail or whatever it is yeah the jail right it's when it's mm-hmm. his face? Is it yes, just, the jailbreak scene. It's just scene. gorgeous. There's only one thing I noticed: that you could see one guy waiting for his cue. <laughs> right, it was like yeah. a shadow pops up. And he's like, but it was like
0: it was like already on the third. He was already on the third floor down. So it's like it was it was such a long sequence that they're probably just like forget it. It's good enough. We were doing great because it was just it was beautiful so okay I'll, yeah. I'll post the clip because I found the clip online oh good um, I'll post it on the website so people can watch it but basically it, it's he's uh, Josh Arnett starts on the roof of the building he goes in through a door and he or like a like a like a rooftop access down a set of stairs and the camera Like tracks or like comes, lowers down into the next, the next floor, floor, looking at it from the side, and it follows him to the right as he goes through, and he punches all these guys. He goes down another flight of stairs. The camera moves down and then follows him to the Mm -hmm. left, and it just keeps doing that for four floors of this complex.
2: (laughs) It was reminiscent of uh, Wes Anderson in Life Aquatic as well, or the Royal Tenenbaums, where he shows the whole house in one shot. Okay, yeah, Uh, very similar of showing each floor. Like you cut. A house in half like a dollhouse. Right. Yeah. It
0: it basically was, and he was just going down floor by floor, and it was really nice. I liked the use of the sound effects in this movie. <laughs> oh
2: gosh, yes.
0: Because <laughs> like Dan, po- Dan, you pointed out that there was like game sound effects.
1: Yeah, it was like Mario Brothers, and it's kind of or Donkey. <laughs> it's actually probably a closer analog to Donkey Kong, I guess, because he's going up and down on ladders. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, one of the other one of the little pieces that I like was that um that whenever Josh Hartnett's character like would rub his his his, his hat. Like could just like rub revolver. his fingers? <laughs> yep. There was yep. a revolver sound going. Oh, yeah. It was right. so good. Such a like little tweaks like that that and I and this all goes back to what you said already, TC, that basically most of the most of the public would not understand this movie or would not get this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's those little things that I feel would be lost on most people, which is, is it's a shame because it's such a nice little touch to the movie that it's like, well, that's so like, I would have never thought about doing that. That's a great idea just to do it because you're already right. over the top. So why right. not Why not just be like, let's go, play, let's go, go completely. Go all the way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> go all the way. Go all the way. Go
1: <laughs> it's it just, it's so obvious. It bleeds through that they're trying to make art. Rather than just make, like, some independent action film to get them their next job. Which is what most indie films turn into is, look, we can do this. Give us more money. Right. Right. Because, I mean,
0: obviously, the story story that's in this movie, it's not a hugely complicated story. No. It's, It's a very, I don't want to say cliche, it's a very...
2: Simple. It's a little cliche. Simple,
0: well known story. It's been yeah. done numerous times. The whole point is that the Drifter's character is coming back for revenge.
2: It's a, it's funny. We're half hour into this and you haven't explained the plot yet. So <laughs> those listening people are like, well, okay, I understand the movie looks good, but what is this movie about? That, that is true. It doesn't I, matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It's, <laughs> it's all about
1: how beautifully sexy this movie is. Every all right, let second. me Ugh.
2: let me
0: let me read you. Let, I'll read you the uh, I'll read you the IMDb plot summary because oh, that's kind of fine. the basic the the basic. Plot. I think we did this for far. Cry too, actually or for one of the other movies um so here's the summary it's a, in a world with no guns a mysterious drifter a bartender and a young samurai plot revenge against a ruthless leader and his army of thugs headed by nine diverse and deadly assassins um <laughs> I kept uh, joke. I kept asking. Uh, so, at what point after they kill all the assassins, do they get to date the girl at the end of the movie? Then is like, did they kill all her boyfriends? Then I was pulling <laughs> a Scott Pilgrim <laughs> reference on it, basically, because it was like it was a video game. It felt like Scott Pilgrim. So,
1: right, <laughs> and it makes me wonder, like, is is, is there a function, <laughs> right? Is there an influence between this movie and Scott Pilgrim somehow?
0: Right, because like the whole idea that like he's he they they do and they go through each one of those killers and they take out each one. So I'm like, well, it kind of feels <laughs> like the whole them going you know scott having to fight each one of her exes in order to be able to like in order to date like that's kind of what it felt like to me and uh it it, i still it didn't take away from the movie it was just one of those little things i'm sorry i'm watching that uh, jailhouse sequence and i'm getting distracted (laughs) (laughs) it's so pretty it's so Uh, so well done um Oh, he did just miss that guy when he swung at him. Okay, yeah, anyways. There's a time <laughs> where
1: you can see the uh, the little nightstick spear thing the guys carry. It like floppies a little bit. Oh, it's like, so obvious, a... like it's a rubber prop or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so anyways... Um, I'm trying to think here what else. So the plot. So that's basically the plot of the film. Basically, it's he comes back for revenge and he gets the Mm -hmm. aid of a samurai. The samurai whose name is Yoshi. Yoshi. (laughs) To which case I called Yoshi is a Michael Jackson looking wasabi eating Uh, badass mofo. (laughs) Was my description of him.
2: (laughs) He was so comfortable to watch it for some. Like he's so pretty. (laughs) He is pretty. (laughs) His like well manicured eyebrows and the eyeliner (laughs) and the like lip gloss. I'm like, I'm. I'm disturbed right now
1: <laughs> but you're it's not like, disturbed you're i'm
2: confused obviously
1: confused <laughs> interested a little scared a little scared because like, like, you guys watch
2: portlandia at all
1: i've yeah. heard of it i haven't There's watched a, it
2: though carrie um uh the girl on there always plays like, a man where she just has a her voice is lowered like, oh yeah. posts <laughs> and she has a beard and, and that's how i felt about yoshi i was like that's a woman <laughs>
1: But reversed, you're like I don't. Know. I'm confused. <laughs> I don't <know. laughs>
2: this
0: is a guy,
3: and it's he looks Japanese pretty. <laughs> it is a Japanese
0: <laughs> thing, and I completely understood. Like I know what he's a samurai. I know he's got a look to him that they that they generally do with with most of the samurai people in the or samurai guys in movies. So it's like it didn't bother <laughs> me. I just the first thing I thought of him, I'm like I'm looking at him going. He looks like Michael Jackson a little yes. bit. And <laughs> like it just goes like, all right, I can go with this. Yeah. Like there's a couple moments I'm like, I'm just waiting for him to do that. I'm waiting for him to make that sound and just right. moonwalk out of the out of the bar after not getting his fifty-five dollar glass see, of whiskey. That's what I
1: think another I mean, listen to that plot and figure out what the movie is supposed to be It sounds like some badass action movie, not yeah. A visually glorious, really more of a drama than anything, and it's and- not really a good drama. I wouldn't say that. Like, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, but if you watch it just strictly for like story or for no, acting, it's there's a so many flashy. other
0: films. There's so many other films yeah. that yeah. would do that would do kind of the same plot better.
2: Yeah, they, yeah, they do it much better.
0: Right, but I mean, visually, like, like the the thing. One of the things that I liked the most was was. Because there's nine assassins, there's nine killers, and then there's the big bad guy who's played by Ron Perlman.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's there's like the a woodsman. hierarchy. The woodsman, yes, that's right. That was I couldn't remember what his what his character's name was.
1: Woodcutter.
2: Woodcutter. <clears throat> I, I was wrong.
0: Yeah. One of Nickel- those. Is, we'll <laughs> call, did you call him Nickelback? Is that what no, you called
2: him? <laughs> oh, Nickel.
0: <laughs> like he's not named Nickelback. I think
1: it's woodcutter. me I don't know. But, well like,
0: the the thing I like, because there's, like, a hierarchy of the of the the, the assassins,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and they did this little visual bit, visual gag, a couple times in the movie, just to kind of let you know, because you, you slowly meet all the assassins. It's not like the opening <laughs> sequence, they introduce you to everybody, and they show you them all, and then they come back to them. Right. You kind of slowly introduce it. So they have this, like, little, this little, I don't even know how to describe it, like, this little, like. Like portrait pictures of it's a all, scroll. Of the- yeah. It's
2: like a photo booth It's like they all took turns in a <laughs> nine picture photo booth that right. like flop down whenever their number is up. Right.
1: There's another alternate thing that drops down where it's all their goofy ones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, one, like, one. One's just one guy's feet, you know,
2: <laughs> the other one's his hand. <laughs> what's 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 neat about that is that they wouldn't just show that. When it was time for them to be poignant. Right. There's a scene where, where he goes into gamble and he passes his number eight, or I think it's seven or eight, and the number just pops up next to him. Like, yep. And, and he then keeps that's on it. Walking. So you yeah. know, it's like, oh, that was one of the, the nine, but we won't see him again until later.
0: Right just a nice little little details and then later on like after they they get killed like there's they have like a yellow X across their face so they're you know they're gone like it's it was such a a nice little touch that they added to the movie just to kind of keep the audience informed of like you said okay hey you've already met this person or you know there's still a couple more you haven't seen yet so you know kind of keeping you on the edge to want to know like who else are these killers or you know where are they going to show up because since they could show up anywhere Mm
3: -hmm. it
1: was really really interesting and it seems like it's planned too because if you watch it it's actually set up on the screen where there's like the scene that tc was talking about there's actually just enough room on the screen where everything's offset slightly right so So that that thing has room to come in and still be an even and still make the shot composed well it's that (laughs) This was all thought out ahead of time as well. Oh pretty yeah, sure. It's like all this stuff they thought of like we're gonna have this little thing happen, like all the or oh, we could the subtitles, Jeff. Oh the I know the subtitles. The subtitles T C <laughs> Yes.
0: <sighs> okay, so I'll say this right off the bat. I'm not a fan of movies with subtitles. Like He's I did American. I know, and it's not that I'd hate them. It's just like I usually I have to be in the right frame of mind in order to be able to read the subtitles cuz I feel like when there's a movie with subtitles, I distract myself too much with the text on the screen yeah. and I miss the visual of the movie and I'm <laughs> so much a visual person. So like that's that's kind of the reason why. I'm not against them. I just that's kind of the reason why I kind of stray away from them. But if in like this movie and there's another movie uh night watch that did it oh, too the
2: German one, yeah.
0: yes where it it used the subtitles in a creative way that it felt like part of the movie mm-hmm. it wasn't just well here's what they're saying and they just plop it in white text with a shadow on the bottom of the screen no they like in this movie there's a sequence that takes place in a in a japanese restaurant dan did you want to talk about it
1: no, you're talking about it right okay. now. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I just—I didn't want to I be just want like, to
1: sit back and appreciate how awesome it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a there's a sequence near the beginning of the movie in a Japanese restaurant, and it's the subtitles are done. They're not just normal text at the bottom. They're done almost looking like a comic book, almost kind of this like like it's like it's like a like a drawn piece of like wood and then it's like comic book writing done on it for what the characters are saying and they're not just along the bottom they're they're up on the side and then when there's like the first part of the sentence comes in and then like the bot the second half might pop in as well very much so like you're reading the descriptions in a comic book and it was just it was so it was so well done that the movie's mostly in english mm-hmm. but there's a handful of spots where they do speak in japanese and they have a subtitle but the subtitles are just interesting, and when it's done like that, not a problem. I enjoy watching that because that was fun. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, then you don't have to worry so much about the action. You could just go, "Oh, this is still pretty."
0: Right, it's still pretty. I'm okay with watching it, and that's you're
2: what a heathen American.
0: Shut up! I don't <laughs> like reading.
1: Go watch the original.
2: <laughs> I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of when people can make the subtitles a little more stylistic. The, the movie that always yeah. jumps out in my memory is Man on Fire with Denzel Washington. Okay. I'd All the characters speaking Spanish, the words would come out of their mouth. It would be lined up with their faces. It would be if they were whispering, the text would be small. If they were yelling, the text would be big. And so the the it wasn't just here's the subtitle. It was it was as much a part of the character and it was motive. It was it was designed to be presented like they are presenting verbally. So the text is as much their voice as their voice. Yeah, it's always super, like, like,
1: uh, what is it? Traffic? Uh, Whose subtitles disappear into that ridiculous color scheme they put into that movie. (laughs) Like, anytime they're in Mexico, the subtitles disappear into the ridiculous lens flare. (laughs) (laughs) Not even lens flare, just light it out. Uh, I hate it. It's, it's The movie's really good. I just, the subtitles, you can't read them half the time. Oh, it's
2: You
0: gotta learn the language. That's the
1: only reason I understood what was going on <laughs> half the time. Because <laughs> I know Spanish well enough that I could go, okay, I get what they're talking about. <laughs> No one, yeah. nuances, but no one else will because you can't read the stupid things anyway <laughs> well, See,
3: we didn't that's have what, that problem here no
0: definitely no. not it was totally it blended in with the movie just just brilliantly just beautifully and it, I I almost was kind of sad that that sequence was done because I'm like oh that was so <laughs> kind of cool
2: looking <laughs> but, I want more reading in my movies I want more everything reading everything has changed
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a changed man now <laughs> if you need me I'll be reading a book and watching German films. See what um, they need in movies. <laughs> okay, they
2: have subtitle options for your DVDs and Blu-rays, right? Yes. But it needs to be like Final Fantasy where you can pick the background that the and the text that the font or that, that the, the subtitles are going to go on. Okay. Like, I want to go with a nice sky blue today. <laughs> and, uh, oh, you know, for this scene, let's make it brick red. Yes. It's, it's got to match the mood, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: It's a bad scene. It's dark.
0: It's
2: well, dark, dark and, and evil. Eight hey, flowers Thank you. Green over black, 8 bit Tron style.
0: (laughs) Tron style, like MS DOS prompt looking type thing.
2: (laughs) I vote for that too. Oh, Oh, Steven, you're still here. I'm glad.
0: Steven,
1: I know that you didn't like this movie as much. Yeah,
0: Steven, what did you think about
2: this movie? Too much. Too much. <laughs> 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 Steve
0: choking. just joking. Steve's Pull Steve's your head old. TC, fix Steven.
2: <laughs> I don't think he made his computer glist or something. That oh, was. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, he, well. He liked he the movie so much. much. I mean, there's one Choke making you choke out. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Parts. one other One other thing. Choke out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's one other little thing i wanted to 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 comment on that i know dan and i both both pointed out and this is more of a self-reference to our own podcast (laughs) um the with character names basically (laughs) (laughs) so in the first and not in the first episode but in uh, the the first first one of the reboot of the show um we did we did the movie uh Stalker, mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the movie, there's a character that goes, that, that there's an old man that asks the main guy in the movie, he's just like, what's your name? I want to know what your name is. And the main character looks at him and then just goes outside, wait for me. <laughs> like, he was telling him to go outside. And the old man, like, nods and mm-hmm. walks away. So <laughs> we refer to him for the entire film as Outside, Wait For Me because apparently that's his name. <laughs> so Thanks. in this movie, one of the characters asks the drifter what his name is and he just, he pauses and he just goes just passing through, so <laughs> we, so we now we want to see just passing through and outside way for me do a movie together. <laughs> I, I'm almost gonna, gonna be a, be a fan cop of,
2: film. of Justin Justin uh, passing through his work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: I think I heard
2: if I heard it correctly, Justin, Justin passing through um, Justin, um, Justin Justin passing through. Yeah, Justin.
0: Uh, but yeah, so we just we uh, when that happened, it's I, a Greek I know name.
2: <laughs> it's very Greek. It's a mean, it's a cop, it's a good cop movie. So. It, it'd be gonna be
0: a buddy cop, cop movie <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> cause so cause because just passing through is kind of more the badass so he'd probably be like the bad cop and then he's outside a wait a for me
2: he's a detective from the <laughs> streets okay
0: and the other guy the other guy is, is this just indifferent doesn't give a crap but is willing to have sex with the women he's a play by the rules playboy yeah <laughs>
1: That's the best joke. Perfect. <laughs> now, what's the movie gonna be called? <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> no, no. The tagline sells title. it. That's a terrible <laughs> title, Dan. First no. off. you don't need a title. You can just make Wait one for up. for me
2: outside, and just passing through in movie title forthcoming <laughs> it's
3: there
1: just like go. speed
2: so, right? so they
1: went to speed and they're like it's die hard on a bus boom sold and then they die hard like speed. on a bus it's just a terrible name for a movie really. <laughs> uh, given time
0: oh. I'm pretty sure that's going to be what die hard seven is going to be if they keep making the movies that were out the way that they're making them right now it'll just be <laughs> John is getting on a bus to go across town and someone hijacks it and it's that basically speed, speed. Um,
3: can you take me to the piggy safe <laughs> sorry
2: the, Mr. Mc- clean? No.
0: (laughs) The the irony of the bus driver is Keanu Reeves. (laughs) Just for funsies. Keanu Reeves
1: comes out of retirement for one last movie. For
0: one last movie, and it's a remake of Speed, basically.
2: (laughs) Um, But he's the bus driver this (laughs) time. But he's
0: the bus driver this time. (laughs) And, oh my goodness, and just to make it great, uh, uh, Alan Rickman is actually the one behind doing the bombing. Just to throw it all off there, it's actually Hans Gruber this entire time. He's still alive, and it's just a... This movie got stupid. (laughs) It got really stupid
1: before. You know, yeah, I was, fine with, before. You. I was <laughs> it, with you.
0: Hey, it it's, got stupid when we said we're gonna. It's gonna be part seven of Die Hard when I said, said that. Part okay, six
1: to be fair. I just, thought
0: I said seven. Anyways, said seven. <laughs> see, this is what happens. Exactly this is what happens to this show. <laughs> <laughs> the, the last episode we got on a fifteen minute tangent, like I said, talking about a spin off of Far Cry, the movie that would involve would be a television show with the that two main characters. characters.
1: <laughs> would have been awesome.
0: It would have been awesome because we were having fun talking about that too. It would so have been
1: better than the movie,
0: yeah, it would have been. Are you kidding
1: me? <laughs> At least we had a plot of some sort,
0: <laughs> which they they did not. So, um, so yeah, uh, is there anything? Is there anything else that you that we kind of <laughs> we kind of glanced over that you guys can think of that we can talk about about regarding this movie,
1: like the whole movie that we like glanced the entire- <laughs>
0: We talked about the movie. They they Different. have kind of uh, Mario names. <laughs> they do. I,
2: I really the performances overall from. All the main characters, so Josh Hartnett uh, playing the drifter, You had Yoshi. I thought Woody Harrelson did a great job yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in such a low-key role um, hey, for hey, him.
0: If there's anything Woody Harrelson's good at, it's playing a bartender.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
2: It is very true. It's very true. Remember,
1: he just the, serves the drinks.
2: He just serves the drinks. Ron Perlman, I feel like he's one of those guys that he's going to do a project that he thinks is fun, that he thinks is cool, because he does a lot of crummy movies. Yeah. Um. Uh, Conan, the most recent Conan he was in, and I can think of yeah. like uh, Alien Four. He was in that. But <laughs> oh, he boy. always yeah. had such a good time. Yeah. Oh, he he always looks like he's really enjoying doing what he's doing. And so I always appreciate if Ron Perlman's in the movie, I'm going to give it a chance because he picks such interesting projects yes. that give him something fun to do, mm-hmm. and even though he's always Ron Perlman just being another character he finds a variety in his limited range right so i can appreciate that
0: cuz he does he does have you know like like you kind of like what you just said he has it's it's ron perlman being ron perlman like every every one of his characters kind of come across as the same because he's got a unique look to him. He's got a very unique voice. Yeah, you know he's got a he's got a build to him, and you just you know it's Ron Perlman. So it's almost like they don't try to hide, or he doesn't even bother trying to hide. Hey, I'm just I'm Ron Perlman. You know, it's like he comes, yeah. and he does what he wants to do, and yeah, like you said, the movies that he does tend to be kind of entertaining or different, or you know, it's like, eh, you know, I got a I got a couple weeks to kill here. I'll go and film <laughs> this movie. So
2: and he doesn't it he doesn't pick. Garbage. I don't feel like he's ever in anything that's truly awful. Okay, right. strike that. I'm sorry. He was in, in the name of the King of Dungeons Siege Tale. Yes, that he was. was a paycheck.
3: <laughs> he, I
0: tried watching that one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh. Funny story, Dan. That's another Uwe Boll film. No. Yes. I know. Uh, uh, well, let's pick another uh,
2: Movie could be three hours. Then I could be in three hour movie too. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Ron Perlman's a geek. True. He loves doing comic book shows he's voiced several Batman characters oh, yeah. DC villains. Like he's a big nerd, so I I can just appreciate when I see him, I'm like, all right, I'll give this a chance just because Ron Brookman's in it. Right.
1: And but I don't know, see why he took this one too, because there's an obvious that. comic influence to it and just oh, yeah. the style of it is I'd probably right up his alley,
2: you know? Yeah, and he looked like he had a lot of fun being this the the supervillain behind everything. But yeah. not the most villainous villain. He wasn't the, the most... He didn't hit... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> TC's mouth he broke for a second. Villain, uh, Steven, are you okay?
0: TC, are you okay? It's, it's leaking from error, one of you guys. <laughs> error,
2: error, <laughs> uh, But speaking of performances, the only performance in the entire thing that just was like, sorry, babe, you're just not good anymore is Demi Moore. <sighs>
1: Who had all the cursing really? Yes, too, which yeah. we all thought was for, hilarious. All except for one
0: cursed word. Josh Hartnett delivered the last one at the end of the movie, but mm-hmm. she delivered them all the other times in this film.
2: <laughs> I I got the feeling that she was there hoping that this would kind of relaunch something for her. I felt like she was there with a different mindset than everyone else involved. Probably, and she was probably a bitch to work with on set. <laughs> She didn't look like she'd be a
0: lot of fun. Like, kinda, yeah, she kind of, she did. Like, I mean, I know, like, okay, this was 2010. When did her and uh, Kutcher get divorced, wasn't it? It was about that time. So maybe, so I wonder if, like, half of it was, half of it was that. Like, she was you just. need something to do. I need something to do. Get my mind off of Gaston. Send me to Romania. <laughs> yeah, send me to Romania for 12 weeks so I can film a movie with people.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, you yes. make me the bitch? Okay, I'm fine okay, with that. Fine. <laughs>
1: no, it, it did seem like she was trying to, because she was really trying to act. You could tell that yes. she yeah. was throwing emotion at stuff, and it it came off pretty good, but mm-hmm. almost too much. Like she was
0: hard yeah. for no reason.
2: It it felt like she was in a different movie than everyone else. Yeah, she, maybe uh, she based, thought
0: she was in a different movie. Yeah.
2: Just <laughs> based on Woody Harrelson's performance, he, you know, he played the the bartender very tongue in cheek, very almost uh, Obi Wan Kenobi esque. Very, yeah. I I know what's going on. I'm I'm very serious, but I can keep things uh, kind of coy, yeah. right? And Josh Harnett playing a Clint Eastwood prototype. <laughs> I really like it. Demi Moore was just trying so hard yeah. and missing the point. She was, she just didn't look like she was having any fun. And there yeah. was like a whole like,
0: I know at the beginning of the movie he talks about like that, like the woman that he loved got separated, or they they that she left him, and that was supposed to be Demi Moore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because they have they both had matching tattoos, right, uh, the on their yin. necks. Yeah, the yin and the yang. So like, and but like, I felt like they 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 talked about it, and I felt like maybe there was this is like my only real complaint with the movie. I felt like that storyline wasn't resolved. Mm-hmm. Because they mentioned it, they kinda set it up that, you know, she left him and then when when Woody Harrelson runs in to save um oh the girl's name. I'm spacing Ma- on the Mamako. Mamako. Uh, mm-hmm. in the fire, he sees Demi Moore run back in with the scissors and he says her name and then she runs away and like that's was that like the last that you saw of her? Oh, she dies.
1: The whole hmm. roof collapses. Yeah. And kill, Is that what's implied? That she yeah. got
0: she got killed. So like that <laughs> that was like the one thing that was a little vague for me watching the movie maybe if i rewatch it i you know, no. completely picked up. But it,
1: it was like one of those storylines that they're like, uh, we got to give this Woody Harrelson character some sort of motivation mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than just letting it go and just having him be a guy who's like, yeah, I don't like him very much.
0: But he had <laughs> Which, some sort of like like personal, like right. like heartfelt emo- like, uh, like tragedy behind himself. Right. So instead of
1: just doing what is probably the more intelligent thing, it's like, this is the motivation he had. It's kind of like how I feel about like uh, Dark Knight Rises, okay. the whole <laughs> part of Catwoman with uh, Anne Hathaway. Uh, That storyline, I didn't need that storyline in that film. Mm -hmm. And I don't really (laughs) need Demi Moore in anything in this film either.
0: (laughs) Would it have helped if Demi Moore had little cat ears that were also her goggles?
1: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Would that not
2: help? Or Or if she had a
1: motorcycle where her ass was just completely on display the entire time and it was clearly a marketing tool designed by the producers? I'd watch Uh, that.
2: Again, again, (laughs) wouldn't that not help? I mean, uh, (laughs) you You should really
1: listen to our first podcast. Maybe.
2: Maybe. Saving Private Ryan would have won the Best Oscar over Shakespeare in Love if they had had the cat goggles and an ass on a motorcycle. So I basically, awesome. some, or just some <laughs> boobs in general probably would help. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Boobs generally do help. Now yeah. this movie, Dan, yes. obviously not a 1980s movie. Not an 80s movie. <laughs> but so there's no there's no nudity now. Apparently, according it's to the IMD nudity. page, there's yeah. like a like a silhouette, like one in near the beginning. There's like a girl dancing that's topless behind like a window, but it's just her, oh, her yeah. shadow. Oh, yeah, it's
1: at the, the one of the awesomest sets in the world, or at least the awesomest door in the world, the Russian roulette room. Yes,
0: the Russian I love roulette that door so much. Where he <laughs> walks it? in the door. Yeah, and it's and then a barrel it's a barrel of a gun like or yep. like the like the chamber of a gun and it you hear like the spinning and it rotates down and he walks mm-hmm. out it's so
1: brilliant so brilliant it's just that, those little touches or like the the way the different gangs that they were fighting were all stylized in some way like there's the the looking russian guys and the
0: red suits
1: <laughs> which I proceeded preceded do every time they enter or exit <laughs> um, and then even like when there was a red room you even went red, red room. yeah <laughs> Or the circus guys, <laughs> who I thought were awesome. I love that whole fight scene, actually. Yes. The circus people. It's like this weird mishmash of, like, Pippin. And what did they do?
0: <laughs> Pippin and Newsies.
1: Pippin and Newsies, yeah. <laughs> Just weird mishmash. Pippin and Newsies. And that's but, who they were fighting.
0: But no, that brings up a really good point. That one sequence when uh, when uh, Yoshi's outside fighting the guy in the streets and Josh Harnett is inside the circus, yeah. spelled yeah. with a K, and they're fighting on the... Uh, the, the uh, Oh, uh, the uh, flying trapeze net, lean <laughs> like, almost. But... Yeah, like almost like a trapeze. Like I'm sitting there going, I've never actually seen a fight take place on the net of a trapeze (laughs) artist in a circus it was a new one yeah but it was done well and that the 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 enemy that that guy is fighting is actually is a stuntman in real life you know go figure because of course all the people (laughs) who are fighting are going to be stuntmen but he's he's a stuntman that's done a lot of big budget films he's done like the pirates of the caribbean films he did rush hour he was chris tucker's double (laughs) <laughs> which when you see that you kind of can see that because he kind of has a Chris Tucker look to him yeah it's it's there it's there yeah. but um but yeah I mean that sequence was interesting like it was it was a it was an interesting touch and, and then the guy the guy he's fighting is in like an all plaid outfit
1: which is just like <laughs> yeah.
0: so you're a you're a massive killer you're like a you're like a bad killer guy and you know, you're fighting
1: what? and what? he's <laughs> enjoying his job and isn't that what's important in life <laughs> that, <laughs> to really enjoy your job that is what, what
0: I say so
1: yeah why do I work like <laughs> i actually, I see I I thought his fight scenes were cool, that's fight scenes were cool. I never liked any of the ones for Yoshi very much.
2: Right. It's it, it's like what I said really early on, is that the, this isn't you're not going into this movie to see a main fight scenes. You want no. if you're if you're looking for just nothing but great fight scenes, watch the raid or something. But if it's a certain style per person. And you're right, Yoshi's style was Bor not boring, but just there wasn't anything unique about it. But Joshua always
1: part. Like anytime he had a weapon in his hand, it was like, Yeah, I get it. He's got a sword. <laughs> if you want to see awesome sword fights like that, go watch, you know, like Last Samurai with Time right. which actually nailed samurais pretty well in like historical significance and the way they actually fight and whatnot.
2: But is, like but his can, when he came. Samus not be in there. Not a not to uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's not a samurai. He's... <laughs> actually, yeah, I like that movie actually. A lot. I do like that movie a lot. Sorry. This is
0: okay. what we do. We sit and we make fun of a movie, and then we go, "No, actually, I do
1: like that movie." I was <laughs> it's it's not making love. fun of you it. Heard of I mean, of there love. is that one part where the extra get kicks in the balls <laughs> by the horse. By the horse, yes. <laughs> totally in the movie. It's
3: okay. Um, it hurt the nice. ones
2: you love the most that's yes. what I feel bad for that okay
1: but like his Aikido scene like uh in the restaurant i always thought that was that was really well done
3: oh just like, in there, he, near the beginning so of the movie
1: it actually hits the style really well where he's not really striking them he's just letting them fly around 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 right but yes. it, in general Arnett's got some really good ones. Because mm-hmm. well, he
2: plays it so cool. He's so like, do you get some dust on my jacket? we just get that off. or And I punch you in the face. All right, who's next? <laughs> oh, I'm walking over here. Hey, two guys at once. Boom. Okay, now next guy. He just plays it so – that's why I called him such – he's such a Clint Eastwood prototype of yep. the the quiet, skilled cowboy just yep. here, I'm. I'm not here to do, make any flash, no pomp and circumstance. I'm just gonna get the job done, so I can get the hell out of here. I got yep. my business to do, and I'm gonna get that business done. <laughs> and that and that came across in his choreography. Oh yeah, yes, that's, that's a credit to Harnett as an actor. I'm. I'm so surprised that he hasn't gone further in his career because I really do feel like he is. He is a high caliber actor who hasn't had that role, that one role yet, to really launch him. Right.
0: Which is really sad because, I mean, if you look at the amount of movies that he has done over the years, I mean, he's done he's done decent sized films like he was in Pearl Harbor. but I mean, he was (laughs) he's (laughs) or that one. (laughs) Uh, But he's like he's in Black Hawk Down. He's been Mm -hmm. in. uh, Obviously, he was in Sin City as a smaller part, but he was in Mm -hmm. the Black Dahlia. Um, You know, he's done movies that are. Like, legitimately good movie. Lucky Number Eleven. Lucky Number Eleven. I was waiting to, waiting to hear you say that. Yep. That right. was another well, see, one. That was a good movie, too. Well, it actually. was a good
1: movie, but think about what Lucky Number Slevin was. That was kind of stylistic, too, yeah. to a certain yeah. extent. It, it was never a big... None of the stuff that he's done as the main character has ever been, like, the big
0: like he hasn't he been in hit. he hasn't been in like an avengers movie or something like no. that. I hate to keep bringing that up, but that's sadly we're at that point in 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 filmmaking where that's like a that's a blockbuster <laughs> at this point. So
1: Yeah. I, so it's like, like well is we, he making these choices on purpose that he's doing yeah, these films because that's what he wants to
2: do? Yeah, maybe he wants his career to be smaller uh, cuz I think of a movie like wicker park which mm-hmm. Had great performances from everyone involved, including Matthew Lillard of all people. Oh, and that's yeah. one of those movies that kind of goes under the radar. Uh, Diane Kruger's in that one as well. And Josh Hartnett does an, a really damn fine leading man dramatic performance in that movie. And I'm always just surprised that he hasn't been launched into a career of you know a young George Clooney in a, in a fashion that why isn't he being cast in roles that uh. Offer him the chance to have Oscar buzz around him,
0: right? Because um, I mean, he he's he's got a good look to him. I mean, he's got a, he's he's not like he's an ugly guy, right? And you know? he's so
2: obviously he, physically capable of things. That's, yeah, look at the movie. Right. <laughs> look
0: at all the like the war related and like action type of movies. But maybe <laughs> I I do. Maybe it is. Maybe like what you, what you guys are saying. It's just that he wants he wants to keep it kind of under the radar maybe he just would rather do the movies that interest him and Mm. if one of those you know movies that he likes turns out to be a you know a runaway hit then awesome but if it doesn't (laughs) hey I did this movie because I enjoyed doing it it was fun and look what all the cool stuff I got to do in it.
1: It seems like every once in a while he gets a paycheck movie Yes, like Thirty Days of Night is probably a paycheck movie. Oh yeah, I
2: forgot who's it. Or uh, what is it? Hollywood <laughs> hum- hum- Homicide. Homicide.
1: Uh, yep. See, I would maybe he did that one because he was like Harrison Ford. I'll work with that guy. Why <laughs> Who doesn't I want to be Han Solo Indiana slash <laughs> Indiana Jones? Yeah,
0: exactly. Because he's the right age group. Because he was born, uh, he was born in seventy eight. So he's that right age group where he would he would have grown up watching Star Wars. Absolutely. And, and he would have been. He probably did. He honestly probably went. Well, who else is it? Wait, Harrison Ford's in this movie? Yeah. What can I do to be in this movie? Right. I just want to do it. Let I me do, do it. I don't
2: care what the script is. Just <laughs> harrison Ford, and That's I will. It's good because we
0: don't have one. So <laughs> you're um. going to wing it, <laughs> see what you and Harrison Ford
1: can come up with, yeah. and good. action.
0: I'm I mean, sorry, I'm wait, we're at, recording?
1: What? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at like his Rotten Tomatoes page. If you look at it, like he gets a paycheck every once in a while, but it seems like a bunch of the stuff that he does is these lower things where he's not going to make a bunch of money and he's not going to win an Oscar like it's a foregone conclusion that like Black Hawk Down is not going to win an Oscar or anything for him. Right. Because it's another war movie and they just don't win movies, win stuff like that. But no. He's actually Shakespeare really in love. <laughs> Shakespeare in love, he's in that, yeah. yeah.
0: But like like he, like he, I said, like the Black Dahlia, that movie from 2006, which is about the murders, and Scar- mm-hmm. you know, that's got a lot of big name people in it. It's got Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson and Hilary Swank and Aaron Eckhart. Like yeah. it's got people in it, but it was one of, one of those that, it was a Brian De Palma film, but it kind of <laughs> came out. And then nobody heard from it again type thing. Okay. Like it didn't really generate a whole lot of buzz to it. And that actually has a lower rating than uh, than this movie does. Like an IMDb rating. <laughs> That's just silly. Yeah. I mean, it's got a higher <laughs> Metascore. Meta <laughs>
3: right.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree. It's just maybe he just likes to do what he wants to do. and He
1: does stuff for fans of the movies that he does. Because like Don not who's like, it's 19% on Rotten Tomatoes for mm-hmm. a fresh rating. But yep, bad, if you look bad, at their bad. user rating, it's 50%.
2: Yeah, it's like, those are oh, still you. pretty gumbo scores for, and, and that goes all the way back to our earlier, just read right the beginning of the podcast that this is not a movie for fans of blowout blockbuster American movies. This no, it's just not. In fact, I said the raid before. If you're a fan of the raid, don't watch this movie. Just do, <laughs> do me a favor, do yourself a favor, go back and watch your retarded fight movie. And, <laughs> Leave the art to the rest of us. And, and we'll
1: you not like that movie so much. It
2: wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. But fans of that movie, they're bad. Just hate them. <laughs> they're don't, the ones don't that are tell bad. Me, tell me a hundred minute movie that's nothing but fights and maybe two minutes of story is a is the best movie ever made. Don't tell me that.
1: <laughs> um Lord of the Rings? That uh, wasn't a hundred
2: minutes long. And that wasn't <laughs> nothing but fights. It's true, I guess. How dare you? I will jump through this microphone. <laughs> I will jump through How dare
1: you? You're right. There wasn't fighting. There was a lot of walking.
2: <laughs> and then in the, the end uh, a ring
1: got dropped into a fire pit. It Seems like it I could much have been more fire. Than that?
3: You don't understand.
2: It's about hey. friendship and about hey. and about industrialism in the modern era and about war and what it does to the people.
1: See, it I was, never thought the friendship I know that's what one of the things of the books is supposed to be is the strong friendship between Santa. I never got that at all. What, in the this movies like, or
0: just in the books? In the movies.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. I never thought, it, I don't, maybe it's just our, you know, the actors who pulled it off. I didn't think do a very good job. I thought, what's his face did good? Who's <laughs> the kid from the Goonies? Uh... uh. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> Sam the guy who plays Samwise. Yeah. <laughs> God, he acted great. JC's <laughs> <Jesse's> dying. <laughs> J.C. <Jesse> is crying. <laughs> <laughs> You, you have great <laughs> <laughs> Sean Aston. by the way, I had to look it up because if Sean I didn't Astin. look it up, it was going to bug it. the
1: crap out of me. I thought he did a great job, but I, I don't know. I just... He's a good actor. I okay. always thought Frodo's acting was really flat in that movie. Okay, we're
0: not going to get into a tangent oh, about yeah, Lord I'm of the, the Rings because Lord it, of the Rings does have a lot of good actors in it.
1: Absolutely.
0: Like, there's a and ton I, of good actors in that movie. Overall,
1: good movie. I just don't care for that part of the story. <laughs> I get bored. Okay.
0: Uh, you know, Dan, we have like 20 listeners to this podcast. We probably just lost three of them. Well, <laughs> you should
2: listen to the Watchmen. Oh, oh,
0: oh, I see how it is. Well, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, then we're done
0: with this episode. And,
1: cut. <laughs> and that's the end. Anyway, Bunkaroo. Anyway, bunkaroo. bunkaroo, so uh, we are actually,
0: we're about at the hour mark, which is generally the time that we uh, we kind of start wrapping things up a little bit here for it. We have a couple little things we do at the end of every episode. This is the time where I give off my drinking rules for those who <laughs> like to drink and watch movies and have even more fun. <laughs> I only have three drinking rules this week, so maybe if after I read these, as usual, I'll go out to you guys. If you, if one of you two guys have anything to add to it, by all means, you may. So, uh, number one, first drinking rule. Take a shot every time the drifter rubs the brim of his hat and it makes the sound of a revolver spinning. That was one of them. Yep, as we already discussed. Um, number two, take a shot every time the bartender's car changes color. <laughs> <laughs> it Happens more than you think. <laughs> yeah, it, it happened a few times in the movie. And then number three, take a shot every time Alexandra swears, and that would be Demi Moore's character. <laughs> You'll be dead. You'll take a shot. Dead.
1: Really? Take a drink. Take a drink. <laughs> take a drink. People, you to do a whole drink.
0: You. Okay, take a whole drink. I was trying to be nice because I whole figured. drink?
1: No, no, no. Just a sip. Just a oh. drink. Okay. Let's finish your drink. That's a well, different. No, that's cool. why
0: I didn't want to do that one. So, do you guys well, have anything to add to the drinking rules, or are those kind anytime of? Anytime
1: kind of- you say "God, that's pretty," take a drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anytime you, the viewer, says that.
1: Yes. Anytime <laughs> you feel that's gorgeous, or I think that's amazing. Take a drink.
2: I, I guess if whenever Assassin Number Two smacks someone in the head with his cane, um, <laughs> that that happens a lot. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Every time you notice how well, how pretty she's eyebrows are.
3: <laughs> Every yeah. time you T- have those... Really
2: Yushi, I'm
0: noticing. Every time you have those feelings she's about so Yoshi where you think she's a girl, but it's a guy.
1: Take a drink. It's a guy, T-C. What? T-C, that's a guy. what? But, but, by the way, Yo- yeah,
0: Yoshi sounds a like a girl's name. Baby, or... or... <laughs> or... <laughs> well, sorry, What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness this just got weird um, we just blue tc
1: we're behind. just blue tc's the next mind next episode of the rewatch but it's just gonna be tc going i i, I don't know what it is but i don't i don't know who gorgeous. i am anymore
0: <laughs> i don't know who i am anymore we have to talk
1: about Bunker bunkaroo on this one too we have to talk about bunkaroo
3: please please i can't stop watching it.
0: oh god candace is just gonna hate us <laughs> this is gonna be on like constant play <laughs>
1: You don't know that. Maybe she'll think he's hot, too. Well, um, that's true. Then you guys have something I'm to talk it. about? You're from California. <laughs> weird stuff out there.
3: We're
2: very, open-minded <laughs> to
1: this We're very open-minded about this sort of thing. Not like, like us flyover states.
0: <laughs> hey, people drive in this state to get to the lake, okay? <laughs> so, all right. Well, um, so another quick little, little section. Wow, I completely stammer over those words.
2: Ha, blah, blah, ha, blah.
0: Words and me don't work. Um, anything, uh, any kind of last thoughts about the film itself? Anything? Was there any kind of? Did you guys have a favorite part? TC, was there a favorite part of the movie that you liked the most?
2: Uh, it, it'd be hard to just pick one because okay. overall, just it's just the the entire art direction of this movie is just amazing, and you don't really get a chance to see movies. This interestingly done. Uh, oh, you don't get to see a lot of that. Uh, Michel Gondry, Wes Anderson—those are the two big American known names that I can think of uh, that are that are in this ballpark of art art design, art direction. So, um, just the set pieces. The I said the fight scene where Josh Hartnett went four floors down. That that scene really popped to me. Mm-hmm. I was I was hooked right away.
0: That was probably, that'd be my sequence, might be my favorite part of the film, too, so, just because it was so, I mean, so brilliantly done. Dan, what hmm. was your favorite thing? Do you have Actually, one?
1: Actually, I would go with the opening credits. The opening credits? I think the opening credits are gorgeous, and they, well, it's not any credits, is it? And it's just the opening scrawl, or the intro, or prologue, or whatever you want to call it. I think that was good. Right? In general, the whole movie's gorgeous, but I thought that was really cool. So, like, I was like, I threw this up, I was like, hey, it's like 19% on Rotten Tomatoes, let's see what this looks like, and... right this is probably going to be bad it's going to be like not as bad as this crappy Seagal movie
0: which which again i would like to point out again because this movie's good that means dan picked it out yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no it's going to collapse
1: not I know, but the so far... do that at the center of the earth thing and... <laughs> oh, oh
0: yes. <laughs> yes that is that is coming up that is coming up in a couple weeks, so <laughs>
3: that terrible. Well, I, I <laughs> think, actually like, no
0: the... correction no, 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 sorry, that is coming up next, Dan <laughs> is that next that's our next yeah. movie that's we're the really next movie we're we gonna be doing. Weeks. <laughs> <Leonard>. uh, I <laughs> wanna
2: thank you guys. I wanna thank you guys for getting turning me out of this movie. Because
0: hey, not a I, problem. I am already I'm gonna
2: be recommending this movie to all my friends who I feel are really gonna connect with the beauty of it. So thank yep. you for this.
0: anybody any like you said before, anybody who appreciates um good like well, visually done movies, design, yeah. You know, design-wise, they're gonna love this movie. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a movie to watch for that. And like you said, if it's if it's a person that hates, you know, that, that just wants all like the the blood action in your face, explosion type thing, it's not a movie that's gonna work for them at all. <laughs> or if it's somebody who you who used who who likes samurai movies or like though, it's still not them either. So it's it's people who like the design, and I I recommend that too. I would highly recommend this movie for everybody else yeah. who um, likes that. So. Uh, one more thing, and then we will wrap things up on this week's episode of Bottom of the Barrel. Um, sure. Alternate titles for the movie—we kind of do this every single week. It—it—it—it it, it, <laughs> it, it kind of is a nice little extra thing that we started a couple weeks ago, and it's—it's it's kind of fun to carry over. So we will start with uh, TC, since you're the guest. Ooh. Do you have an alternate, alternate title for this title movie? For
2: this
0: thing. It could be funny. It doesn't have to be serious, by all means. <laughs> then, then
2: I would then I would call it uh, Yo. She (laughs) (laughs) and the director. (laughs) That's funny. So Yoshi and the director. That's my
3: ultimate title.
0: I like that, Dan. What is yours? Do you have one?
1: Oh, yeah, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yoshi and the movie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just gorgeous.
1: But not like gorgeous. It wouldn't sound like, like any time they did the voiceover it would be gorgeous. Gorgeous. Just like this lusty, <laughs> oh God, I want it so much.
3: Please, art direct everything I ever
1: touch. That's not true. It wouldn't fit for most of it. I don't think like they could ever do a comedy
3: like this, could they?
0: I don't, I don't think know. they could. I think it would be it would be weird to see a comedy. You would have to have some sort of action-y type thing in involved yeah. in it and otherwise for it to work. I mean, I camp. think Scott Pilgrim is the closest you get to like a comedy done yeah. in like a heavily done style but that still has action and fight sequences done in it absolutely so and, and plays no, off no, like a video I, game
1: I got nothing it's just like with Radioland Murders I, I liked it so much that I can't think of anything to say. another <laughs> one I still
2: like- you, you said I should check that out Radio Land Murders yes yes the writing is really we,
1: good
0: we have a we have a scale on on this show so far since we rebooted it yeah, where, where basically put- uh, um, this is this is close to Radio Land Murders for me yeah This is probably like a seven. Out of our scale, for those of you who don't know TC, you're one of them, uh, our scale so far is... uh is from basically one to ten, ten being a great movie, one oh, being oh, no, a no, crap no. movie, obviously. It's from
1: Against the Dark to Radio Land Murders. That's our yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Against the Dark is the Steven Seagal vampire zombie movie we watched. Yeah, and then Radio Land yeah. Murders was the movie we watched uh, three weeks ago now, uh, back in the end of September uh, or middle of September. So, what it is, Radio Land Murders is like, was just a brilliantly well done, well written, funny. Great film all around, and then Against the Dark was just this pile of shit. <laughs> so and uh, and Far Cry, like like Far like Death Stalker, our first movie, fit kind of in the middle. It's kind of like halfway between being just kind of crappy but being still entertaining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Far Cry, Dan, did, did we say Far Cry was a little above Death Stalker? Uh, like
1: I think a I little put, bit. I put Death Stalker above Far Cry. I think. Okay, I think I put so, Death Stalker. So, f- in the middle and then Far Cry would be on the against the dark side of Far Cry or Death Star. Okay. Day. This is hard scale. So
0: then <laughs> this is Can hard scale. It. We're gonna start writing them down. Uh, a continuum of so so this movie uh this movie fits cl- I would I'd have to put I'd have to put it on the higher side. It would it would definitely be closer to in my opinion it would be closer to Radio Limiters. We're not like saying like it's not a ten and a nine. This would probably be like an eight if you <laughs> want to go like that. It's like a it's a good movie. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. So it's definitely better than Far Cry
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> and Death So, yeah, but, but um,
1: so many boobs,
0: <laughs> so many, so many, very, of very boobs, many boobs.
3: Gigi. So perfect score. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the double digits if you will oh I got it
0: and with that <laughs> and with that we will wrap up the podcast for this
2: week TC uh,
0: thank you very much for being hey, on the show for right? me on, man.
2: I, I love hanging out with you guys I love talking movies so it's a win 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 all the way Now, speaking of talking movies, do you want to plug anything that you were doing? Uh, If you just want, if your listeners would like to check out any of the short films I've been involved in, you can check them out on firmamentfilms.com. Amazing Uh, short films. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. uh, You should have prefaced uh, that. (laughs) Our our most recent film was our entry into the Los Angeles 48-Hour Film Festival, which uh, was done with a brand new crew of people with only... Four people with experience, and everyone else was had never even made a movie before. So, oh, wow. Uh, trying to get more people out there being creative. And uh, yeah, yeah and There's so no
1: creative Firm. or talented movie people in
2: Los Angeles. <laughs> in
0: there's Los Angeles at all. <laughs> tr- there's not. A- That's dry. why they're all back here in the Midwest right now. <laughs>
2: and, uh, and while you're checking out firmamentfilms.com, take a look at The Princess Knights, which is our first feature length film that we're working on which uh, has a little help from you fellas actually <laughs> from us yes <laughs> well, to be fair like
1: just one of my arms really
2: <laughs> we'll we'll find a use for your second arm as well
0: at some point <laughs> it'll be like it'll it'll oh, pop into frame and hand somebody a prop
2: <laughs> but we're it again guys <laughs> for having me on. <laughs>
0: Well hey thank you TC for being here. We definitely appreciate it and we'll have you back in the future again
1: since uh, that
0: one that was that was entertaining that was fun. I think everybody everybody enjoyed it as well.
1: so yeah, the crap him to watch now though. We gave him a good one. What? we I got to
0: give him a really bad one. Oh, now we're going to... Yeah, okay, I'll pick it that one out. Don't worry. <laughs> you'll, you'll pick it, I'm good at my, my Netflix queue is so... Or my, my recommended Netflix movies are so messed up right now because, <laughs> like, like Deathstalker to Bill was... It said to Bill it was only, like, a, like a one-star rating. Well, on mine, it was a four-and-a-half-star rating. Oh,
3: boy.
0: <laughs> So it was like, oh, you love crappy movies. You're going to love this movie. And I enjoyed it. It was fun. <laughs> <Thank> you, <laughs> so, <Jesus>. all right. <laughs> well... well what? What? Wait, what? What? Where? <laughs> People just started talking and I didn't know what was going oh, on. So, all right. Oh, my Netflix yeah. cute. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, well, this is the end of this week's episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you again, TC. Thank you. And, and thank you, Dan, for Yay, being Dan. here as always.
1: Yeah, not gonna and think. Uh, what? Not going to think better to do. Yeah, I know. It's what we do on Monday nights.
0: <laughs> we sit and record stuff. Um, and uh, so, yes, everybody, join us again next week for another episode. Next week's movie is Nazis at the center of the Earth. Oh my God. <laughs> Please check the movie out, and then oh, come back geez. and listen to the podcast a- on uh, next week Wednesday's episode. That'll be spectacular. You, I just. I have a feeling, Dan, you picked this one out again, so I have a feeling this no. one's going to be good, though, right? Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. no wait, no. you're telling me with a title like Nazis at the Center of the Earth, it's not going to be some epic film? i oh, uh, just wait until
1: you see the special effects of oh, 1990 <laughs> It's awesome.
0: Awesome. <laughs> I cannot wait to see this. <laughs> Alright, well, at the end of this one, uh, that's everything. So, goodbye, everybody.
3: Yeah. <laughs> We're just saying, we that don't, literally our sign-off t- now? So yeah. anticlimactic. Well,
0: so what, well, we don't have an ending. TC, we ask this every week. TC, do you have a way for us to end this episode? And this show? We don't have a way to end well,
2: it. <laughs> as we like to say over at the Rewatchman Podcast, thanks for listening, everyone, and keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> So we're going to completely rip you guys <laughs> off and take that. All right, so
0: thank you, everybody, for watching. and <laughs> maybe we should have Stephen Hawking. Should, ha- should Stephen Hawking say goodbye oh, for us? Stephen. No, no, <laughs> Stephen, Stephen's got one. You got one? You got one? Come here. Come Stephen? On. Stephen, come here.
2: Thank you for listening, and keep looking to the stars. <laughs> oh, that's That's sweet.
1: Well, that was really nice and deep. Sweet. I mean, he stole it from now, Casey Kasem's top 40, but...
0: But it's got a double meaning because stars could be like movie stars. Oh, he's kind of sad. See? He's, he's going
1: to go with the T. It's, it's Stephen Hawking, so I would Jeff. Go with stars isn't a, a cosmic Jeff liked entity. It. Jeff,
2: Jeff, but like Dan didn't. It's okay. Uh, he, 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 <laughs> he rolled away. He's...
1: See?
0: Dan, you made Stephen Hawking cry, and now eh. he's gonna be rolling off into somewhere, and no one's gonna he's know where he's at. Slowly
2: and sadly going down the <laughs> elevator on the stairs, the little seat <laughs> elevator. That's just depressing. Why? Because he can't quickly get away.
1: It's
0: just. No, no. So he's just he's just looking pathetic. at you as he's slowly going down the elevator. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <Goodbye. laughs>
1: we have the worst endings ever, or the best endings, whatever. For more information about
0: this and other programming, visit our official website at www.gostat.net.